Greetings, and are you ready to alight your bonfire? For it is Guy Fawkes Day, and today we remember, remember, the 5th of November. Oh wait, what's that? Oh, I'm being told that this is America, and it's a different kind of November 5th, with the presidential election of 2020 still not quite resolved. What will happen today? Who knows? But we're in history, and this is the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast for this day. This installment is brought to you by me, and I'm going to hold off on pitches until next week. You've heard them before, and you'll hear them again. Now, let's get on with the show. 7th District Representative Abigail Spanberger will most likely return to Congress, having been re-elected in a close race against Republican Nick Freitas. With all precincts in, and at least 89% of mail-in and early voting ballots in, Spanberger got just over 5,000 more votes than Freitas, or 50.5% of the vote. However, Freitas is not ready to concede. Our campaign will be waiting until the canvas officially concludes on Friday, at which we will be making an appropriate statement. Spanberger declared victory last night. It has been the honor of my life to serve our community in Congress to represent the people of our 10 counties. And I thank you all for putting your trust in me again and reelecting me for another two years. And as we celebrate tonight, I know there are many who cast a different vote and who volunteered for a different candidate and they're disappointed. I hope over time I will earn your trust as a representative, even as we disagree. As of this recording, neither of the candidates for the presidency have won the required number of electoral votes. There are another 1,366 cases of COVID-19 reported today by the Virginia Department of Health. The seven-day average for new daily cases is now at 1,288. The seven-day rate for positive cases has increased to 5.8% for all of Virginia. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 19 cases today, with seven from Charlottesville, five from Louisa, four from Albemarle, two in Fluvanna, and one from Green. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests has decreased to 1.9% in the district. All of Virginia's health districts are considered to be at moderate or substantial community transmission, with higher burdens reported in the central, southwest, and near-southwest regions. The director of the Roanoke and Allegheny Health District is calling for high schools in those communities to halt contact sports due to increasing number of COVID cases. Dr. Cynthia Moreau cited core indicators from the Centers for Disease Control that are in the red zone. As of yesterday, Allegheny County had 462.8 cases per 100,000 people over the past 14 days. The positivity percentage over 14 was at 15.7%. The Roanoke County numbers were at 497.5 and 10.8% respectively. We are, for the second week in a row, um in high burden, increasing trends, substantial transmission. In addition, the contiguous regions um, to us are also in the same high burden, increasing trends, substantial transmission. We are at, at high risk right now. And with these metrics, we really should be operating at phase one, phase two um, practice. Dr. Morrow said she talked to school superintendents in the area on Tuesday. They asked us how we felt about uh, close contact sports such as wrestling, even basketball, and we have to we have to say that that we would applaud any effort that they have to reduce um, transmission by not having those sporting events. 
For the city of Charlottesville, those CDC metrics are currently much lower, with 201.6 cases per 100,000 in the city, and the positive percentage over the past 14 days is at 1.1%. For Albemarle, those CDC metrics are 112.2 and 2.1%, respectively. A subcommittee of the city's Housing Advisory Committee gave an initial review Wednesday of a draft affordable housing plan put together by consultants as part of the overall comprehensive plan update known as Siebel Plans Together. City Council and the Planning Commission will hold a work session on the 133-page draft plan on November 10th. Subcommittee members were asked to give initial impressions. Christopher Murray represents the development community, and he said the plan did not seem to address some economic issues. The supply and demand element that is uh, not acknowledged is the cost of land or land itself, the availability of land. Ridge Schuyler, Dean of Community Self-Sufficiency Programs at Piedmont Virginia Community College, said the plan should also acknowledge ways for households to create more wealth. It's not just the cost of housing, but it's the amount of income that you have to afford that housing. And besides one throwaway sentence, there was no focus on economic opportunity and helping people earn more income. Among other things, the plan calls for a dedicated $10 million a year in capital funds for affordable housing projects. Last month, the city gave the final approval of $3 million in funds for public housing renovation and redevelopment, as well as a final approval for a $5.5 million forgivable loan to the Piedmont Housing Alliance for the first phase of the redevelopment of Friendship Court. In all, there are to be four phases. Here's Piedmont Housing Director Sunshine Mathon. The document does a good job of highlighting CRHA and public housing redevelopment, but does not once mention Friendship Court redevelopment. And I think that's a, a, a gap. I would like to get into a little bit on the, the, the proposed $10 million a year, um, because I think there are some nuances to that number that we want to flesh out and make sure we're all clear on. Realtor S. Lisa Herndon wanted more emphasis in the plan on pathways to home ownership. I definitely 100% believe that there are multiple um, ways to create home ownership. Um, especially looking at subsidies. And I truly um, am against um, simply just having a great focus on redeveloping public housing. I think that that is a model that truly needs to be rethought of. Chris Meyer said he was concerned about a call in the plan seeking state legislation to allow localities to enact rent control. I was a little concerned when I saw a lot of new suggestions on regulations of, of landlords and rental properties, uh, including a, a, a cap on, on rentals or uh, again, regulated rental prices and other things. Um, I did like though that they were sorry, talking about helping tenants engage in those processes and, and producing resources to that. City Councilor Michael Payne said he wanted to see more information in the plan about land banks and land trusts. I think the funding is also a really important question, especially in light of our budget challenges. And um, given the election results in the Senate, I also think uh, the likelihood of additional money from the federal government is probably a lot lower. And I think that's just going to be a really complex and important question of how do we make these upcoming budget cycles work for affordable housing, given the challenges of our budget situation. You can watch all of the Hack Policy Subcommittee in a link that's in the newsletter. 
the city has hired a community development director from Georgia to serve as its next director of neighborhood development services. Parag Agrawal currently works in Milton, a city of about 40,000 people in Fulton County, Georgia. Before that, he served in similar positions in Rhode Island and Bridgeport, Connecticut. John Blair is the interim city manager. Parag is an experienced development professional who has a breadth of experience that's actually very needed in the Neighborhood Development Services Department. Agrawal said he looks forward to beginning work on November 3rd. The department has an excellent team of staff members who are very committed, dedicated, and are knowledgeable and are working on some very important projects that will make our city more sustainable and more affordable. I will say that the city of Charlottesville is such a great city because the residents of Charlottesville are so actively engaged. Agrawal replaces Alexander Ikafuna, who was demoted in February but will remain with the city's NDS department. There are two meetings today. The Natural Heritage Committee will see a presentation on wildlife corridors from the Virginia Transportation Research Council. It'll be led by one of the state's leading experts on reducing vehicle collisions. Earlier this year, the General Assembly passed legislation to create a wildlife corridor action plan to identify locations where steps can be taken. The Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission meets at 7 p.m. They will be introduced to a new search tool that's designed to help people find affordable housing. That's a project of the TJPDC's Regional Housing Partnership. According to the executive director's report, there will be a discussion on altering the name of the TJPDC. The Thomas Jefferson Health District will become the Blue Ridge Health District on January 1st. The Jefferson-Madison Regional Library System could also soon get a new name. Chip Boyles wrote, We have in the past considered both a change from Thomas Jefferson as well as a change from Planning District Commission to either Regional Commission or Regional Council. Should you desire staff to pursue options, we could report back to you in February. And while not strictly a government meeting, the center will have a virtual presentation from the owners of the Ragged Mountain Running Shop on their walk last year across England. That presentation begins at 4 p.m. and is open to all. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and News Report. I did say at the beginning I would not make a pitch, and I'm still not going to, but it, you know, let's just say you wanted to support this. The best way to do it right now would be to send it along to a friend and tell them that they need to either listen to this or read this. Uh, also, too, if any of you have like a Alexa or one of those things, if you could maybe help me figure out ways to get this newscast in there to make it easy for people to hear it, that would be awesome. This is an attempt to bring people more information about the community, and I'm looking to do it in as new ways as, as I can. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Report. Thanks so much, and stay safe out there today. Thank you.